Hi, I'm Kristen Brunius, and this is the Overcomers Podcast. I am so excited for you to hear the stories of incredible people overcoming trials and turning them into triumphs. From everyday moms and dads to entrepreneurs to community leaders and beyond, you'll see how everyone has a story of overcoming, and those stories are what connect us all. Let's hop right in. Welcome back to Overcomers, Stories of Trials and Triumph. I have another amazing guest. I have Catherine Boltema here with us to talk about another one of my favorite things, which is real estate. So this month we've been going through Overcomers' favorite things. And uh, last week we had Andy Rismans on and she went through some amazing guides and books and Bible studies and um, things like that that I'm hoping will become some of you guys' favorite resources. And so if you didn't get a chance to listen to her episode, go ahead and uh, go back. She's got some great stuff, whether for the Christmas season or all year round. And just as a reminder, my daughters tell me it is not the subscribe button, it is the follow button, or whatever the button is, if you'll hit it, Catherine's laughing at me, (laughs) it's my daughters. They're like, mom, it's the follow button. But do me a favor um, and subscribe or follow this podcast. It's, um, really helps to get the message out there. And if you're willing, share with your friends. And uh, I would really appreciate that. And um, so Catherine. Hi. Hey. So this series, as I said, is called Overcomers Favorite Things. And I was going through and I was thinking of some of the things that really light me up and make me excited. And I have this super hidden, not very well known, um, admiration for the real estate business. <laughs> I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Um, I love all things HGTV, which Catherine and I were talking about. Is it real? Is it real? staged? We're not really sure. I've always, you know, having a husband that's, you know, in construction, you know, now a general contractor and all of that, I've always kind of wondered to myself, like, huh, maybe someday we could work together. I could be a real estate agent. Is that something I want to do? Is it not? And But for right now, I've just been kind of admiring your business from afar. Well, thank so. you for that. You know you can come shadow me anytime. <laughs> I do great on-the-job training. Oh, <laughs> fun to like walk through the house and be like here's the dining room and can you envision your dining table here (laughs) (laughs) you'd be great at it you would be great at it yeah but it's I mean it's so much more as you know being in network marketing like it looks like oh Kristen she just posts on Facebook and then she gets like sales and goes on Mm -hmm. trips Mm -hmm. and it's not I mean that does happen but for the most part, there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes. There is a tremendous amount of grind and yes. grit that goes into um, being a realtor yeah. and being one that has a lot of passion for people and their community and just bringing a different approach yeah. to buying and selling houses. So, yeah. yeah, there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Catherine and I met through another friend. Our daughters were in gymnastics together. I won't lie, I was kind of intimidated. She, <laughs> she has a very like professional look to her. Like she look, you look like a real estate agent. 
Like, in a good way. I'm like, like I never knew that. I together. hope that I'm not intimidating. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, intimidating, but very put together. Thank you for that. And, uh, you know, I think we all think we're hot messes, but when we're not, really. Um, because we're wearing so many hats. Yes. I always say that. It's yeah. like working mothers, we're always wearing so many different hats that to us... We're starting to think like, oh, I just look like a mess. I'm sitting down at gymnastics. I got to mm-hmm. answer all these emails. Oh, wait a minute. Declan has to go to the bathroom. Now I got to put that down. Yeah. Like yeah. you're just doing so many different things that in your mind, it's pure and utter chaos. Yeah. But it's nice that you think that yeah. sitting down next to you at gymnastics, I had it all put together. <laughs> well, it's in it. I find oftentimes it's those that intimidate you is a reflection of yourself. You know, like, I think probably at that time, I was probably struggling to keep my head above water. And Mm -hmm. I probably was like, oh, I'm such a mess. Mm -hmm. Look at these other moms who have it all together. And that was like an insecurity of mine. Now I kind of embrace, you know, where I'm at that I have been thinking about this actually a lot with having an eighth grader that like, just like she's the top of the totem pole at school as a mother, I'm kind of at the top of the totem yeah. pole in a way where a lot yes. of these parents are looking at you like, does Kristen have it together? What are you going to do next? Yeah, what do I how do? How are you going to embrace this next stage of life? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, how do I handle this? And uh, so you, you kind of, with maturity, you, you start to kind of embrace where you're at. But mm-hmm. one thing that you and I have always had in common, and I think that's why we connected so many years ago at gymnastics, is we're both working mothers. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of, we were just talking about the, the financial aspect. We're both 1099, which is different fancy, fancy term for <laughs> self-employed, yeah. basically. Um, and so there's a level of discipline that, that comes with that. So Absolutely. How do you do that? Oh, structure and yeah. consistency. Um, so I started my career when my daughter, Ellie, I was pregnant with her, actually. I started and went and got licensed. So she's a fifth grader. She's 10. I've been selling real estate on my own for the last 10 years. Hmm. Prior to that, I was a unlicensed assistant to a top performing agent. So I really got to see the behind the scenes of, okay, the do's and the don'ts, if you will. So then when I went and got licensed, I just knew that it was super important to be very consistent in my activities. So I know it sounds really boring, but like my days very much look the same, you know, getting into the office, touching, you know, um, touching those clients early, making sure that we have things in line for showings and closings and just a matter of being very productive with the time that I have while my kids are in school. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I would have to say that the consistency and the structure is what entrepreneurs, business owners Mm -hmm. need to have um, because at the end of the day, all of your efforts are what pay your bills. So you have to stay focused. And to a certain degree, you sort of have a a level of control over your results. Absolutely. You know, and that's one thing I've always, so I've been self-employed for 11 years, I think. Okay. Okay. Similar amount of time. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And and that's, that's one thing I've always enjoyed is it's like... Well, if you want to reach this financial goal, what are you going to do? Whereas, you know, my previous career, I was a school teacher. Well, didn't really, I mean, love the school teachers. I'm Mm -hmm. not talking bad about school teachers, but didn't really matter how nice or great my lesson plan was. I wasn't going to get paid more. Yeah. 
Um, and so there is a level of control that if you have extra financial burdens or you have a financial goal or mm-hmm. something like that, of course, we can't make people purchase. Yep. But you can do the activities that encourage that. But then you have the other end of it, as you said, where it's like, well, you also have to have the discipline. Yes. To show up day after day after day. There, We always say, like, there's no ceiling on your success. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always loved about real estate specifically mm-hmm. um, because I could make the most of it. I'm the type of person that really goes after it. And so, you know, I feel forward. I don't look at my shortcomings as a failure. I look at it as an opportunity to learn and to become better. And maybe I didn't handle this situation with the amount of grace or the way that my client expected it. So I learned from it right. and I learned to become better so that I could go and teach other agents on my team or other agents within the industry. And it was about a little bit of like the give back, if you yeah. will. Um, but it also makes me a stronger human. It makes me know how to show up for my family family differently. It's just a way to, I, I guess if you will, like don't look at the failure, don't focus on the failures, focus on the opportunities. Right. Focus how you could be better right. with each and every, you right. know, obstacle or experience, whatever it may be. I would I would agree 100%. And there's a lot of people who don't think that way. And that's that entrepreneurial, did I say that right? Yeah, you did. Wow. You did. <laughs> a plus. <laughs> um, that's that spirit of like, okay, yeah. That mm-hmm. didn't go so well, but what did I learn from this? And Absolutely. that is that is a tough thing for some people to learn and it's it's pretty awesome. So so you were talking about how you have sort of a pretty structured schedule. Mm-hmm. And then our kids actually go to the same school. So are you able like then how do you make that transition to you know, like, because I feel like I'm constantly, I have this hat on and then I switch it up and I put so this So you really want to know how my circus is? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just grateful that you'll, you'll use the word circus because I think some people will be encouraged to hear that it isn't as cut and dry as what you think. No, it's very blended. Yeah. Um, that's the, the benefit of being self-employed. Yeah. You know, I do get to pick up my kids from school on the days that the other carpool moms aren't helping me out. Yeah. Um, but I do get to be there. I get to get them settled after school, you know, get the homework and the snack and, and, and do those kind of things because I enjoy that. I want right. to hear about their days. I want to be a part of that. But there is, you know, especially after we're just coming off of a lot, like three great years of real estate. So, you know, the grind was a lot. So it would be a matter of getting the kids settled and then having um, a sitter come Mm -hmm. and then me go back out into the field. And so, yeah, that's how it kind of would look, you know, crockpot dinners and making sure that I had everything set up for the family so I could go back out and show houses and make sure that I, my clients had my hundred percent attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the time it, it was a little messy. I'm not gonna lie. You know, it's it. Not every crockpot dinner turned out. Um, sometimes the kids didn't want to do homework with their dad. They wanted to do their memory verse with their mom. Mm-hmm. They wanted their mom to tuck them in. But you know, the great thing is, is I do have a very supportive spouse. So he stepped in, did what he needed to do, so I could be out giving the attention that I needed to my client. Coming home, hopping on the computer, writing those offers. It's a juggle. 
but I feel that I always had the endurance to to do the juggle. God's given me the talents to be able to multitask like that. And I think if for working mothers, non-working mothers, any mother out there, like Mm -hmm. you don't have to do it perfect. You just have to, to do whatever it is that you're doing and make yourself proud and make God proud and make your family proud. And it's not going to look perfect and it doesn't have to. No, no. But I, I think that the thing I loved about what you said was, first of all, use the word I get to, you know, not I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been something I've been working really, really, really been focusing mm-hmm. is on that change of words. And so when you said, I get to pick my kids up from school, and then I get to get their snacks ready and their mm-hmm. car dinner and everything. And I, I can just imagine that they're not seeing any lack of love there you know and so it can look kind of messy and you know the words I get to has been something I I mentioned earlier that I have an eighth grader and I was reflecting it's been a year of reflection you know when you kind of reach the end of that like childhood with with your first I think maybe maybe it feels different it's just (laughs) yeah different chapter you're entering a different chapter Deacon comes around I won't be as excited about carpooling anymore but (laughs) Right now, I just keep reflecting on, I get to, mm-hmm. and I've gotten to for 10 years. There's been, I don't know, in 10 years, there's probably been less than 25 times that either Dave or I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, been in charge of getting our kids back and forth to school. I'm like, that's... I'm That's sure you've seen those posts where it's like you have what 18 years yes. of birthdays and this and when they're under your household under yeah. your roof. Yeah. And it really puts things into perspective because wearing so many different hats mm-hmm. at the end of the day being a mother is such a gift. Yeah. It's such a gift. And even on the hard days I like to remember that our time is limited, that they want you to hug them and they want you to lay in bed with them and tell them stories. And like, it's so limited. Just yeah. like, you know, you're you're going to have a freshman. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for the next, the next chapter. But, you know, one of, one of the, like I said, one of the phrases that I've been using a lot is get to, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but you also could have skipped you know, the, the crock pot dinners and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one thing I just was thinking of with when you were saying that is that we oftentimes don't give ourselves enough credit. Mm -hmm. And so being a working mom, you know, you wear so many hats, whatever that looks like. And so just acknowledging the fact that I take the time, you know, I get them settled, I get the crock pot dinner and then I go back into it. Um, it's pretty awesome. And also acknowledging the fact that it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh, yeah. all you moms out there listening, whether you're working in an office or a store or you're working from home or whatever, like we're all really just trying to do our best. Yes. And um, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more business. So we kind of covered the whole okay. like, I'm a mom and I wear all these hats and we're imperfectly perfect and beautifully messy so we had we live in northwest indiana for those of you guys who aren't from the area and otherwise known as the region mm-hmm. um the 219 the 219 is that what people call it some people yeah, do oh my gosh. <laughs> so i i mean for those who aren't from the chicagoland area 
you may not understand, but I feel like Northwest Indiana has had sort of a unique position with, you know, people moving from other states and the real estate market and... You know, even when other areas were kind of struggling, we... We were still thriving, going strong. It's such a, it's such a different pocket. And go with me, if you will, here. Because I was born and raised in Northwest Indiana. So, yes. So, I I was, lived in Cherville. Then moved to St. John. in Illinois. Oh. Okay. So, you, you jumped the border. I was one of those. Okay. So, I feel like... Northwest Indiana, like the beauty of it, you can get to Chicago with mm-hmm. it, depending on where you're living. You know, 45 minutes, you're to Chicago. You have easy accessibility. 65, you can get up to Michigan. It's just, it has so much to offer, and it's really come, it's really been like a bright light mm-hmm. over the past couple of years, especially because you were talking about people moving from other states or moving from Illinois over here. Yeah. We have lower taxes. Yep. Um, the houses have been more affordable. We have great school systems. There's you know, a plethora of, of reasons why people have relocated and right. planted roots here. Um, so now I'm like, where am I going with this? Oh, why, is, <laughs> why was it so unique? I feel like... For those reasons that I just mentioned is why so many people have come this direction, but they're starting to realize how much community is here too. They can go out to dinner fairly easily, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't need to be making reservations how many weeks in advance. They can take the kids to the YMCA or this park or Bulldog Park to skate. Then there's a lot of activities for them to do. On top of the affordability, you know, they could come and move into a brand new home and have taxes that were $5,000 compared to their $15,000. Yeah, I can't even imagine. We have, um, my husband's family still lives in Illinois. Okay. He has a lot of friends and stuff that live out there. And I'm not even kidding you. Like, some of those bigger houses, they're $20,000, Yes. So... When other markets, before the big boom, mm-hmm. but when other markets were starting to sort of struggle, we held on. We did. And do you think it's just the uniqueness of the state line? Well, I think because there was inventory, there was inventory mm. here. Um, you know, we have a lot of custom home builders. Yeah. We also have a lot of national home builders. I shouldn't say a lot. We have a handful of national home builders, production home builders. So we have the land to continue to develop where some some of the suburbs, they've maxed out. So there's still growth happening here. Right, right. So we have this big time of boom. Yeah. Right. And so I feel like that was almost like a a time of triumph. If my podcast is called Trials and Triumph, I feel like okay. the, uh, what, when do you think it really started? 2020-ish? Before that. Yeah? I mean, interest rates really were the driving factor. 2020, 2021, 2022, part of 2022. Because, well, I mean, you, a lot of my clients were at two and a half, three percent. Yeah. I mean, they held steady three, anywhere from two and a half to three and a half percent. So, That was a driving force, I should say, for this area over the last three years. As the interest rates are increasing, you are seeing where we are getting more of a balanced market here. Because Mm -hmm. 
as we had interest rates that were just, they were so low, we had such a seller's market going on that these buyers were just paying whatever they needed to to actually get the house. You know, they were tired of losing house after house. Um, so we did have um, a lot of over-offer asking or over-asking offers. Um, but 2018, 2019 were really strong markets in Northwest Indiana. As well? Yes. Okay. And, I mean, interest rates at that time were at five and a half, six mm. and a half. Um, so I think we forget that because I know a lot of us realtors, it was very, we were like a hamster on a wheel. We just kept going, going and going because there was just an influx of so many buyers from all, all over. We had people moving into home, larger homes because their families were growing. We had people downsizing. We had people coming back when they took jobs and now they can work from home. They wanted to come back by family because they were starting families, you know, we just had an abundance of buyers coming in this area. So it was a, a serious seller's market for Northwest Indiana. Yeah. This year, with interest rates reaching 8%, we have seen things balance. Don't get me wrong, there is still certain price points within North, Northwest Indiana that are going into multiple offers. They're spending minimal days on market. Um, but those interest rates have slowed things down here. Do you think it's a healthy slowdown or... Yes. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> do you really want me to talk a little bit yes, about that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't continue to go at the pace that we were. Builders, yeah. I mean, your husband, I'm sure, understands this. Like, yeah. you, you can't keep up. You just, you have to control it at a certain point. You can't continue to allow two and a half, three percent 3% interest rates and over $50,000 offers on houses for lengths of periods of time here. Well, I feel like the interest rates weren't even at the rate of inf the inflation yeah. is right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, just crazy. Like even if you, I feel like even if you put money in a savings account right now, you're not even beating the rate of inflation. Yeah. And so when you look at these mortgages that were at two and a half, three, four percent, it's it wasn't it you couldn't sustain it's, it's we couldn't sus sustain it it yeah. was not sustainable right. we needed we do need a correction regardless of how that impacts all the different industries we we do need to have yeah. a more balanced right market well and i was in the midst of that um we sold our home in 2021 and i remember talking to oh, you yeah. yeah yeah and i i called Catherine and i said we're just kind of thinking we might put a sign in our front yard and just see what happens and give it a week. And if it doesn't sell, we'll call you. And yep, I remember that. Yeah, and um, two hours into <laughs> the, the, the opening of our doors, we had someone who wrote on the back of a piece of paper, we'll, we'll offer you this and we'll go up another 50000 mm -hmm. And there was nothing special about that house it was a bi-level in cedar lake yeah but I and that was across the board yeah i mean imagine that in all 50 states yeah yeah it's not it's not healthy you no. know it's, no it's not healthy no um yeah that was a crazy crazy time but then we had it on the other end when you know we were getting into our new home and you get all of the crazy prices and all the whatever. And you don't get garage doors and you don't get... <laughs> yes. 
so I'm so sorry. Your windows didn't arrive or your kitchen cabinets. Or your you yes. Or yes. So, it was across. I mean, it was across the board. Everybody yeah. was enduring just mass chaos, and it it was it was just a a crazy crazy time. I would have to say that although I talk about interest rates all the time now, um, I enjoy markets like this because they allow for us realtors to really give our expertise to our clients. We have the time and we have the ability to guide them through the process right? and to make sure that these are these homes that they're purchasing or when they're going to sell, that this is the right moment to be doing these this buying and selling pattern. And, and I just think that 2022, the end of 2022, it almost felt like a frenzy. Yeah. And I always enjoy getting to know my client, getting to know what their needs are, getting to the bottom of what's fueling this move. Why are we doing what we're doing? Having them understand what does it look like monthly? How does this impact their families living in that home or moving to this community? And it's all about being a part of that, if you will, journey with them. Right. And I enjoy that. So I'm actually excited that we get to go back to educating our clients properly and making sure that they have the time to process everything too. Um, you know, I have had a handful of clients come back and say, you know what, this isn't the right move. Or I'm enduring a, um, you know, divorce, death, Mm. like there's just been a lot of different things that have come up since selling to them. Um, you know, we, we've had repeat clients and we're, we're going back into the buying or the selling pool with them. And, um, I think they even can see that it's different and it feels different and they have a little bit more time to process and feel in control. Yeah. Well, cause I'm sure you ran into situations where, People were buying on emotion or they were buying yes. on urgency. Or, yes. And like, I, I even thought of the people who bought our home. Like, mm-hmm. they had lost so many houses. Yeah. And um, in between, we lived in an apartment, which you recommended to us. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's all coming back yeah. to me now. <laughs> yeah. And so we had lived in an apartment for a while and... We saw so many people that were there because it was like a month-to-month kind of mm-hmm. a, a yes. place. Yeah. And so many people were like, well, we're renewing our contract again because another house fell through. And it was like this feeling of desperation where yeah. they were like, I remember there was one um, couple there, One, the wife was wheelchair-bound, and they were like, we just were really looking for a ranch. They ended up buying a bi-level oh. because literally that's... That was their only option at the it. time. Yeah. And so I appreciate that you you're looking to educate and spend the time with them and I'm sure it feels a lot better like mental health wise for you yeah yeah yes yeah so I feel like you kind of touched on it already but would you say the relationship with the clients is your favorite part of real estate yes yeah yes um I'm a people person yeah I I love being around people I love getting to know them I love hearing their stories I like being a part of their stories so real estate that was like the number one reason I got into real estate was the people. Um, I knew that I also could make an impact in a positive way. And so I wanted to make sure that um, they felt they were properly represented. And then I wanted to also just, um, 
I don't know if you would say like, I always say restore the integrity of the profession, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just about like I kind of started like doing business a little bit different. And um, that's really what led me into being a full time realtor. Well, that's what I was thinking as you were talking, like, what made you want to do this full time instead of part time? Because I have a lot of friends who are part time real estate agents. Okay. Um, I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of gal. So, you know, I, and I just really feel that a lot of it happened organically because the Lord led me to serving our clients and then their clients started referring their friends Mm -hmm. and their family. And then I just, my whole business has been based on referrals. And so I get to... I get to um, do what I love every day with people that genuinely want to work with me. Yeah. And that's just different. Yeah. And it just makes it very simple for me to be a full-time realtor because the business is there. It's needed. Mm-hmm. And um, quite honestly, I don't have a big enough team to go and have somebody else handle those clients at this point. Mm -hmm. Maybe someday we'll get to that point. Um, But as of right now, I'm still needed as full-time. And I loved what you said about restoring the integrity of Mm -hmm. the profession because that has been something for me because I now introduce myself as a network marketer. Like if somebody asks me what I do for a living, Mm -hmm. I'll say I'm a network marketer. Where in the past, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm in health and wellness or, oh, well, I'm... It's all about the presentation. Make up yes. some kind of name yes. because network marketing for so many people has this like slimy, like spammy, salesy, you're going to cold mm-hmm. message me and, you know, not to say I haven't done any of those things in my past. I have because you, you learn mm-hmm. and you get better. But it's been a goal of mine to restore the integrity of the profession that network marketing mm-hmm. is a great thing to do as yep. a woman or man. And you can take it whichever direction you want. And same with real estate. Like there are some crazy mean realtors out there. I've met them. Yeah, I'm sure. I see them on HGTV. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's people who who do it fabulously. Yes, so. yes. I, I think if you always lead with intention... It's gonna it's gonna be a different experience, yeah. Um, for you and for your client, right? Whatever field it is, absolutely. Yeah. So, as a Christian in the real estate world, how does that impact the way you run your business? How does it impact the way I run my business? Um, I lead with my heart, yeah, every day, and. I think for anybody that has met me or not met me, I mean, it's pretty much out there on our website and everywhere I am, like, I am a child of God. And I firmly believe that the Lord has led me in this path. So I'm, you know, I just, I speak very openly about it when I'm with my clients, when we're showing houses and whatever it may be. And I'm, I'm just... I don't want to use. I don't want to say I'm not shameful for being a Christian. I'm proud. Mm-hmm. I love being a Christian, and I just there's no hiding it to yeah. anybody that encounters me. Um, I do feel that in my profession, I'm not always surrounded by fellow Christians. So sometimes I take that as an opportunity to 
share the word of God yeah. or yeah. just share kindness and show people that he's there yeah. and they can come and they can talk to me about it or they don't have to, whatever their comfort level is. Um, but there's, there's no hiding it. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, I also, you know, have gotten in the past, you know, wait a minute, you don't work on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You, like what, how do you not work on Sundays? And it's like, that's, that's the Sabbath. You know, I, I'm in church in the morning. I'm in church in the evening. I spend time with my kids. You know, that is, that is our day to go to the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think at first people probably really question it, but I am really proud that I've never wavered yeah. on that. I, I really am because we've been able to put up some fantastic numbers and we've been able to impact so many people's lives. And, you know, we've always been able to honor the Sabbath. And yeah. that means a lot to me. Yeah. And what you said about, like, if, if you know me, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's what I find with um, people who have Jesus in their heart and they're in business like you can't you can't hide it and it's it's no. not that you shove it down anyone's throat and I don't shove it down anyone's throat either um it just comes out it does you can't help it it just it just is what it is so um I always try to end this with a little bit of how we like to give back to the community okay um and so I call it my give back moment and you and I had talked about it previously um and so we wanted to talk about a few ways that you as a business owner give back to our community. Okay. And so the two that you mentioned was, it's called the Community Help Bank? Help Network. Help Network. Yep. Okay. Tell In us Cr- a little bit about that. So the Community Help Network is based out of Crown Point, and um, they help local families that are enduring some insecurities with food and um, household pantry items. Um, They also have a soup kitchen. My daughter and I have volunteered there before. Um, They just, I I love it because Bonnie, who kind of heads this whole thing, she's just got the biggest heart Mm. ever. Um, And to be around her is like you just... She's just electrifying. And so she has such a heart for giving back, and she's put together this this pantry. And so recently we have paired up with them, and we were doing a household pantry drive that we could donate items. They were running a little low on some things, and so we focused our energies towards that um, awesome. this past holiday season. So awesome. it's been wonderful. Awesome. Yes. And we'll put that in the show notes if you guys you know are in the area and you're looking for a way to, yeah. you know, we are, we are big on giving back to the communities. You know, we live in these communities. We worship and send our kids, and we want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. And then the other one that we were talking about, we have a friend named Abigail, Abigail Sigma. And Abigail has, like, she has the biggest heart on the planet. I know. I know. <laughs> I should, we should have her on this podcast. Oh, she would do it. She would love it. Oh, okay. We'll, oh. we'll talk to her. Okay. Yeah, but you want to talk a little bit yes, about what so she does? She, she does a lot of things. She does do a yeah. lot of things, and she does them so well, and, yeah. like, full of grace and just yeah. beauty. Um, so she started the Something to Hold ministry, mm-hmm. and it's for they, – they make blankets for women who have um, – lost a loss of a child infant loss or miscarriage it's the whole concept is they ship these blankets or to hand deliver these blankets um to fill the arms of 
the empty mother, the mother's empty arms. So, and it's, uh, watching Abigail start that ministry Mm -hmm. and take it to where it is. It's, it has just been such a gift. Yeah. And so we have been kind of pouring into helping um, with donations as well as our, our GEMS group that I lead at our church. We made over 35 blankets for them. And so they're always, they always have a need for blankets. Cool. Um, so she would always love for awesome. an extra set of hands. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else you want to add? Um, do I want to add anything else? I, I don't think so, but I I want to thank you for having me step out of my box. <laughs> I great. told you I was going to admire your podcast from afar, <laughs> and here I am sitting next to you. Um, I'm very proud of you, and you. I, I feel honored that you would ask me to be a part of this. And um, thank you for giving back to your community. I'm trying. It's a blessing to be your friend. I'm trying. I'm trying. And I'll tell you, Catherine, she, the day the podcast came out, I ran out into her at an appointment. She's like, it's the day. <laughs> so I was very you, excited for you. You have, you have been a, a great cheerleader. So I appreciate it. And you know, I'm, I was one more thing I wanted to add. I was telling Catherine that I just love watching other women in business. You know, I may not always say it, but I'm watching, you know, and, um, so if you're another woman, encourage each other. Absolutely. You know, that's 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 a big deal, whether it's woman to woman in business or another mom that's doing a good job or, you know, it, it means a lot. Let's because, build each other up. Yeah, let's build each other up. Let's end on that. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Thank you, Catherine, and uh, we'll see you next week. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you were inspired and moved today. Since this podcast is self-sponsored, I just want to take a minute and tell you about something that helps me to be an overcomer every single day. It's my favorite product from Soul Naturals called Cinemate. Cinemate is an herbal blend of just five ingredients that gives me all the energy that I need without the crash or shakes, balances my blood sugar, and gives me the clarity to get all the things I need to get done like this podcast. And of course, it's great for building up my immune system and digestive health as well. Do me a favor, go check it out at soulnaturals.com backslash Kristen and use my code Kristen to get $10 off your first order. That's soul as in S-O-L-L-E. Seriously, thanks for listening. It does mean a lot. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and send to a friend who you think would be blessed by it. And I'll see you next week.